Okay. I only want to say this once. Because we're not a church that deals with gossip, right? Brother Dennis, and you all know who he is. He is one of the twins. He had the twin boys who grew up in his church, right? One of them drowned yesterday. And uh, they couldn't find the body. So they're up there today at 9 o'clock searching to find this child. And uh, he was able to call Sister Gwen and some others last night and his pastor and some other brothers in the church. Okay? I have taught you all that the body of Christ, that's why we need each other. We, we don't know what we're going to deal with. Okay? So we don't need to know what, what they were doing in the boat, do we? Somebody lost their son. And, and we lost somebody here. So there's no gossip. There's no that's to ask anybody. That's all we need to know. And we're going to pray for Brother Dennis. Is that right? Amen. On last week, we were talking about the body of Christ and how important the body of Christ is. And we talked about gifts like wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, uh, powers, prophecy, discerning of the Spirit, speaking in tongues, interpretive tongues. And we also talked about uh, uh, serving, teaching, encouraging. And right now, our brother needs encouraging. And we talked about, we talked about giving and uh, leading, and we talked about showing mercy. And right now, our brother needs what? Show mercy. In the last week, uh, we've had one of our sisters in here bury a niece, is that right? 20 years old, in her 20s? Just raise your hand, just talk to me. I don't, you can talk to me. 20. 20 years old. Brother Mike's back there. He's going to bury his brother tomorrow, 56 years old. The Tyners are on their way to uh, Alabama to, to bury uh, Alvin's, Alvin's uh, brother. And then we have this other young man that Dennis getting ready to deal. If you don't have spiritual muscle, you can't handle life. And we ain't in there trying to figure out why, when, who, and what. You can't, it, there's no answers. But you got to have spiritual muscle. And this is why I tried to teach you all about spiritual muscle. We are strong when we are a unit. I'm going to say it again. We are strong when we're a unit. Amen. We need each other. Because let me tell you what you don't know. You have no clue what's going to happen at the end of the day. But the thing that you should be assured of, that you have brothers and sisters that will be there to pray for you, to serve if you need anything, and to show mercy. Because we can talk all that talk, all that we want about God, 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 I understand God. I remember when I was in there taking all that chemo and people was giving me scriptures. Really? I didn't need no scriptures. I need somebody to love me. I need somebody to encourage me. Do you understand? And it's called the body of Christ. And uh, uh, last week we've done that and we're going to finish it. Uh, one of the most important things that's underrated in this society today is church because we're confused about what church really is 
the, the, the body of Christ is the church. You come here for Pastor Fields to educate you and to strengthen you and to encourage you through wisdom that God has given him and scriptures to be able to serve and to use your gifts to help others. And when you look at it, remember last week, all of you in here got gifts, a gift. Some got gifts. It, that gift is not given to you for you. That gift is given to you to enhance the body of Christ, those that are in the body of Christ and those that are not in the body of Christ. Somebody has to help the helpless. Somebody has to be a mother to the motherless, father to the fatherless, a brother to the brotherless, a sister to, and it should be those that are in the church. All right, here we go. All right, we're going to start with Matthew 16, verse 13 through 18 from the NIB. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? And he was questioning them, and, and Jesus was asking the disciples. He asked them, who do people say who the Son of Man is? He said, what is the talk around town of who I am? And he asked them because evidently somebody didn't know. There's two reasons. He, didn't, he knew that some of them didn't know that was back there with him. And he wanted to be sure that they knew. So that when he was gone, he could tell those that were with him could tell others who he was. That's us. All right. They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. So in other words, they had an idea. They, had, they tried to compare him with somebody they knew. They had no idea who he was. Some say the prophet. Some say Jeremiah. Yeah, they had no clue. And so Jesus is still sometimes today trying to test us to see if we really know who he is. And I'm not through, talking through circumstance. I'm talking through relationship. All right? Then Jesus says, but what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? And so he asked them. They've been with him. He asked, well, what about you? Who do you say I am? You see, you, you've been walking with me for three years. We've been here doing this. Do you really know who I am? And there's been people. I could, you could probably do this in church today. You could probably ask some people, do you really know who I am? He could probably say, do you know really who I am? You see? Okay, go ahead. Please. Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Simon says, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. And I love this next scripture. In verse 17, Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. There are some things that you can't experience through flesh and blood. I'll say it today. The Holy Spirit has to reveal it to you. A lot of people don't know who Jesus is because they're trying to find it through their flesh. Your flesh doesn't have God's ways are not like your ways, but the Holy Spirit will reveal to you who Christ is. And you need to know who he is because you don't know what you may face tomorrow. You see, so you really need to have a relationship with him. And it's a strange thing. It's a strange thing. That, and you all are looking at me. It's a every time that I hear suicide, it just bothers me. Because it, you would think that somebody in the midst of that person would have been able to see in that person's spirit that there was something going on. Because if you try it through the natural mind, some people look like they got everything. 
And I get sick of those people on TV talking about, well, they had everything. If they committed suicide, they did not have everything. There was something missing somewhere. Do you understand what I'm saying? And we need to be in the spirit so that we can minister to one another. Because the Holy Spirit really knows what your brothers and your sisters are going through. Because, see, you can dress it up. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can dress it up and it looks like you're going all right. It, lo it looks like you're doing all right, but you've been broken in your spirit. And so the only the way that we can be identified with those people is called discerning. And the only way we can be discerning them is through the Holy Spirit. So if we don't have this Holy Spirit, then we can't discern another person's spirit. But if we have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will introduce our spirit to their spirit and we'll know what's going on. Do you understand what I'm saying? And because when somebody's hurting, just like I named all of those people that's hurting, this is in our church this week or last week, this week. It's gonna, we need to know the Holy Spirit will tell us how to minister to these people, right? Because some people need you right there to walk with them hand in hand. Some folks don't want to be bothered. They just want you to love them, but love them from a distance. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But the Holy Spirit will tell us how to minister to who we need to minister to, when, where, and how, and what to say, and what not to say. Are y'all with me? And so here's what Jesus was saying is, he told Peter, he said, Simon, Peter, you didn't know this. The Holy Spirit had to reveal to this. My Father in heaven had to reveal to this. Some things we just don't know. But God knows. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right? And Jesus goes on in verse 18. And this is one of the most important scriptures you'll ever read. Okay. I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And he says, I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I'll build my church. And some people are thinking he was talking about building the, it on Peter, but no, he was talking about it, what Peter testified and what Peter witnessed, and, 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 saying, and saying that you are the son of the living God. And he says, I'm going to build my church on this. And so here's what we're going on to say. He wants a church. That's what God, you're reading it. He said, I got to have a church. I'm going to build a church. It was God through Jesus Christ. He said, I have to have a church. Guess who the church is? It's us. We're the church. And we are, he wants to build, to keep building the church. And the church fails when we fail. But we are the church and we're the responsibility to do the finished works of Christ. We're the ones. And some people say, well, where is God? God shouldn't have to be there. He should be saying, where's the church? I know you don't like that. Somebody, somebody needs to say, where is the church? Where are you? If I'm hungry, I don't even know about God. I need for you to feed me. Huh? If I'm lonely, I don't even hear about God. I don't preach. I don't need no preacher. Huh? I, want, I need somebody to communicate with me. Are you with me? You see, so sometimes we need to now quit asking where is God as, brother, where God is, brother Travis, and we need to ask, where is the church? And sometimes people don't want to hear from the church because that's the worst place to go. But if the church has the personality and the love and the compassion and the mercy and the grace of Christ, then it's a safe place to be. Do you understand? All right. Go ahead with the commentary. Yes, the commentary. In these words, Jesus promised on building his church. He promised to build his church. That's what we're here for this morning, to be built up spiritually. So when someone needs a minister or to be ministered to, they can call the church. Do you understand? You see, I, I mean, you know, people were sending me scriptures, and I got a, I got a flip phone, right? Mm -hmm. So you know I was deleting that. You can't see them on it, no. I needed the church 
to pray for me. And they did. And I'm here. And I'm here. You see? You see, you understand? We need that. And, and I, I pick on certain people. Some people love it. I love the way some people just come by and they don't do a long conversation. Some folks, I love that Brother Steve Bureau does it. Pastor, I'm praying for you. That's all I need to hear. I, I, I know what this is. I need to know you praying for me. I need to know, uh, I love you, brother. I need to know somebody loves me. I don't need God's arm. His arm's always been there. I need you to hug me. I need you to pat me on the back. We need each other. We in this together, people. We in this together. And our brother had a lot of people he called last night and kept them up all night talking. And nobody, no, talk all night. Do what you got to do because we're going to be here because we the church. Y'all love me? You can't inconvenience the church. Isn't that right? You can call the church anytime you need, right? The church is a sponsor for you, right? All right. Go ahead, please. Continuing with the commentary, Jesus promised on building his church on the truth of Peter's and other disciples' confession that Jesus Christ was the son of the living God. And I come to tell you this morning, Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, and he died for you, and he showed mercy and grace, and left you the power of attorney to use his name to work your gifts. Yes, that's what you are. You look in this room, but this is not the church. This is a building. This is the church. This is the church. This is the church. That young lady read that scripture. That's how you ought to read it. When you read that scripture, it ought to make you feel something. Come on here. It ought to make you feel something. I was, I was bubbling up back there. I almost wanted to come down there and hug her because you feeling something. She didn't put on no performance. See, that was no performance. She didn't read scripture. She felt scripture, and it came out of her mouth the way she felt it. That's the church. That's the way it ought to be. Do you understand what I'm talking about? All right, I'm going to try to get through this today. All right, so now we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 12, verse 11 through 27 from the NIV. All these are the work of one and the same spirit. And we're talking about all those gifts that we talked about last week. This is the second part, wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, uh, powers, uh, prophecy, uh, discerning the spirit, speaking in tongues, interpreting tongues, serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, leading, showing mercy. All the same spirit. All the same spirit. Ain't no little eyes and big U's in God, big U's and little eyes. It's all the same spirit. The same spirit that's working with me up here right now and this young lady, we working together is the same spirit that's sitting down there with you. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's right. We need each other. Yes. All right? Keep going, please. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. God determines who? Remember last week I told you God determined what he gave you. Your parents didn't determine what kind of spirit God gave you. Society, your zip code doesn't determine what kind of spirit you have. God gave you that spirit. Huh? Your nationality has nothing to do with what, what God gave you. Your age doesn't have one thing about spirit. Spirit doesn't age anyway. Right. Somebody asked me, when, when was I going to retire? I said, when I can't talk. <laughs> I know I'm standing talking and answering the phone and, and studying. Do you understand? I'll do like Charles Stanley. He's got a table and a chair. 85 years old, getting ready to turn 86 in September. So I'm going to be around here a minute. God, 
God would not start a work in me that he would not finish. And guess what? Say what, Pastor? He won't do this. He'll do the same thing for you. Some of you don't need to finish. You need to worry about starting. Huh? Yeah, yeah. You need to start. You need to start. He done gave you something and you sitting around moping and carrying on because some parent said something bad about you. What happened in your life? God, you are powerful in God's life. You're important in God's life. They don't care about what size dress you wear. Have you lost your mind? What size pants you wear? What color you are? How much education you have? That ain't got nothing to do with God called you. God equips you when he called you. You equipped by him, not by man. You understand it? Some of you have great gifts here and you're sitting on your gift. You're sitting on your talent and your ability. Uh, you don't get what I'm talking about. All right. Just as a body, though one has many parts. So just as our body, uh, there's many parts. We're a body in here this morning and there are many parts. You see? How many of you drove? Some of you drove here, right? All right. Try not to use your key. <laughs> Go out there and hook that battery. That little square battery with that big engine in there, you go out there and unhook that. Just take one cable off. All you got what? Is a car just there, right? right. Well, it can't move until you put both cables on the battery, right? This church can't move until everybody gets where they're supposed to be. Right. You understand? And my job is to educate you and to teach you and to motivate you and to encourage you and to, and to give you the knowledge of what you, where, when, or what you need to do, right? We don't need it in here. We, they need it out there. Do you understand? That's right. But all its many parts form one body, and it is with Christ. It's one body. We're a body, and I'm going to make sure we get that. We're one body in here, and some of you get on my nerves sometimes ask me why. Because you don't think you're worthy. I know that. I'm not worthy. <laughs> Righteousness came through Jesus Christ giving his life for you on Calvary. That's what made you righteous. That's what made you worthy. That's where your calling came from, from him. He's the one. We can look in the mirror and all of us and find some defects. But one thing about God, through Jesus Christ, he can't see our defects. Because we're covered by the blood of Christ. That's right. Ain't you glad about that this morning? Yes, amen. All right. All right. God ain't interested in your history. God is not interested in your history. You are a new creature in Christ. Right? All right. He won't even bring it up. So why are you bringing it up? Pastor, you don't know what I've done in my life. No, I don't know what you've done in your life. Guess what? There's two of us. You don't know what I've done in my life. Do you understand? But I can tell you who, what God done in my life and what he's doing in my life and what he'll do in your life. All right? You may not have a biggest audience as I have up here, but it's very important. You, God may have put you here to cause one person to get saved. That's right. Amen. Right? Right? And I've told that story many times, and I'm going to tell it again. There, this man had, an, had this advantage to come in. He came into his church, and when they used to have an advantage to come in, they want a lot of people to join the church. And, and this preacher was preaching. He said he preached hard, but no, only one person joined the church. And he said years later, he found out that one person that joined the church became Billy Graham's pastor. That's huge. So he may have you at the crossroads for one somebody to use your gift. But that one somebody is very important to him. He sent Philip out in the middle of a desert. 
for one black man, Ethiopian soldier. Do you understand what I'm saying? He was doing a few. What are you waiting on? Somebody give you permission? Have you lost your mind? Can I talk like that? I am anyway. Have you lost your mind? Give somebody give you permission. You ain't somebody give you permission. You had permission when you were born again. Isn't it right? All right. In verse 13, it tells us we were all baptized by one spirit. We're all baptized by what? One spirit. Ain't no denominations in the Holy Ghost. There's no denominations in the Holy Ghost. It's one spirit and one baptism. All right, keep going, please. One spirit as to form one body. Mm -hmm. For one body. We one body. The worst thing that ever happened to human beings on this face of this earth is religion. We the same. One spirit. Doesn't matter what church you go to. We're baptized by one spirit. One Lord, one Jesus Christ, one Savior. All right. We can go to which one we prefer. All right. But it's one spirit. That's your brother. That's your sister. All right. It doesn't matter whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. So it doesn't matter if you're white, black, Hispanic, slave or free, working for somebody or not working for somebody. That's right. We all are given one spirit to drink from. That's right. Period. There's the answer. We're looking for the answer in the wrong place. It's not going to come out of the White House, no matter who's up there. It comes out of God's word. You see? We brothers and we sisters. A little Chinese girl ran to her parents and said, I seen God. The parents smiled and said, well, what did he look like? And she said, his eyes were slanted just like mine. That's who he is. You see? God's a black man. God's a white man. God's Hispanic. Come on here. He's an Indian. Come on here. Yeah, you understand? God's male. He's female. Come on here. Because he's a spirit, right? All right. You with me? They start treating each other like I'm preaching. All right? You know something? You have a brother in the White House. That's your brother. Quit talking and pray. That's right. Amen. Pray for your brother. Come on here. Some of you up there looking all crazy me. Don't you get yourself in trouble with God because you don't know who God put where, when, and why. That's right. If he's in control, you better step back and say, God, I don't know what you're doing. He says, you ain't supposed to know what I'm doing. You just do what I told you to do. (laughs) And use your gift. All right. Go ahead. It tells us again that the body is not made up of one part, but of many. The body is one part. You see, ask me, Pastor, you have a church? Ask me. Uh, no, but I'm part of one. I'm a pastor. I ain't got no church. People say, well, do you, I say, I pastor this, you got a church. No, 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 no. I ain't got no church, but I'm part of one. Are you with me? Yes. You see? All right. Gives us an example in verse 15. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. Yes, if you lose your foot, if the foot will almost start saying, I ain't going to start moving. Ask your hand to do it for you. Come, come on here. This is the Bible talking here. And that's about as plain as you can get it. Yes. Yes. You, you understand? All right, here we go. Keep going. And it tells us again, if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. Wow. It would not for that reason stop being part of the body. 
So some of the foot, some of the hand, some of the eye, some of the ear, but we're all in the same body. That's right. We need each other to function. That's right. He's trying to get us to understand how important we are to each other. All right? In verse 18, it tells us, in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. So God put you where he wanted you to be. I didn't put you where you wanted you to be. Only thing I acknowledge is what you have. But God put you where he wanted you to be. Do you know why you're here this morning? Because God put you here this morning. And you know why? Uh, the second reason, because you needed to hear this. Doesn't matter how long you've been in church. You need to hear this message. Because some people in church are in the wrong position. That's why you have all that hell in churches. You see what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Do you love your neighbor? Your neighbor could be your eye. Your neighbor could be your ear. Could be your foot. Could be your hand. That's right. We in this together? Yes. All right. Where am I at? Uh, verse 19. If they were all one part, where would the body be? If we were all one part, where would the body be? A great businessman said once, if, every, if everybody's the same, somebody ain't necessary. That's right. That's just common sense. <laughs> As it is, there are many parts, but again, one body. There are many parts. Look around. There are many parts in here, but we one body. That's right. You see, the only difference between me and this young lady is the corpse we're wearing. But we're the same. And we're both are important to the body of Christ. And when this country recognizes this, it's supposed to be built on Christianity. When it recognizes this, we'll stop all this trouble we got. Because each part of my, each one of my fingers respect the other. We need to start doing that as the body of Christ. All right? He wants to make it clear to us again in verse 21 that the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. You know why it's important? If you all don't believe what I'm saying, what the Bible's playing, everybody just close their eyes and walk to the parking lot. <laughs> right? See how that works for you when you hit them steps. Right. Yeah, your legs may be moving, but with them eyes is closed, you're going to roll down them steps, right? That's, That's what he's trying to tell us to understand here. Mm-hmm. We're important to one another. That's right. We want this church to grow. The church grows when you grow. And the church grows when you're ready to go and use what you have for the body of Christ. Each one of you have a responsibility to edify the body of Christ, and you do that with your gift. All right? He tells us those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Some of those parts that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Sometimes it's that little person that ain't saying much. You see, the strongest the strongest message, a powerful message in here this morning was a little girl reading scripture and allowing it to touch her spirit. Yes, amen. I think it probably took her 60 seconds or maybe two minutes. Right. In those two minutes, if this wasn't my job in those two minutes, I'd have got up and said, there's your message, I'm out of here. <laughs> Read with passion and compassion. Read with feelings and emotion. Allow the word to come alive in your spirit, and it'll make you cry. That's right. All right? The parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. That's right. Now, I take care of my eyes. If I had to lose one sense, one of my senses, I'd want it to be taste. Because I want to hear, 
I want to see, I want to feel. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Amen. You see, losing taste, I'm not good at food anyway. I'm not the person you sent out for something because I eat for fuel. So that doesn't mean much to me. But I take care of these. I take care of these. I take care of these. They're important to me. Oh, you don't get it. (laughs) Those parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. Yes. While our presentable parts need no special treatment. That's right. Some things don't need special treatment. They're good, but they didn't help the others. Does that make sense? What scripture am I at? Uh, Verse 24. All right. God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it. Sometimes you don't know who God's honoring. Let me tell you something. Say, what, Pastor? You don't know who you're looking at. That's right. Be careful. You don't know who you're looking at up in here. It may be somebody that never said nothing. But good morning, in my, but you don't know who you, you don't know who God gave what. So we would treat each one the same. That's right. Treat everybody the same. All right? Yes, he did this so there would be no division in the body. He done it to be no division in the body. And there's never any division in anybody or any organization if everybody appreciates everybody else. Do you understand what I'm saying? God done that. So there would be no division. Because if we respect each other for what God has put within each other, then we ain't going to have no division. Does that make sense? And he also did it so the parts would have equal concern for each other. So he done it what? So we'd have equal concern with each other. Some of you all don't know who Brother Dennis is. Some of you see him out there. We all ought to be hurting today. You ought to be hurting, and you ought to be grateful. You ought to go home and hug your child, because that's something to bury your own child. You see, so we got two things here, and then we're going we're gonna to be, we're hurting because he's hurting, and we're going to be grateful and hug our children, and then we're going to be ready to give, serve, whatever that brother needs. That's how it works in this church. Does that make sense? Yes. In verse 26, if one part suffers... Every part suffers with it. If one part suffers, everybody suffers. If one person's hurting, we're all hurting. That's love. We can't love each other and not hurt when our brother and our sister's going through something. All right? And if one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. And when one somebody does great, everybody should do great. It's exciting to watch what's going on in this church, isn't it? Look at these corners. These are young men. Yes. Stepping up, growing in the Lord. Taking responsibility. Being committed and dedicated. We all ought to be grateful. That's right. Ain't that right? All right, let's end it because I'm tired. Lastly, verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Who's a part of it? Every one of us. Look at somebody and say, you're a part of the body of Christ. You're part of the body of Christ. And then look back at those same people and say, and I am so grateful, and I am so grateful. Give God a hand clap.